too. He's currently in the oh, guard. So, so we're all yeah, three of us fuckers together now. Oh boy, we're at we're at the guard though. Uh, Army reserves. Okay. Yeah, station in Saginaw. Okay. So, so he was smarter than us, Easton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know, man. Like it's all a dumb choice. Oh, uh, trust me. There's dumb choice, and then there's like, uh, did I really make this decision? And I'm, am I really continuing to live with this all the time? Like, what did I just do? <laughs> there's that no turning back decision. <laughs> yeah, I've felt that many times. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think we we're like kind of getting into talking about um, false false allegations and. Kind of that thing. Oh man! I just pulled up. I pulled up. Another, I got another uh, Google pulled up. It's like um, false allegations of abuse during divorce. So there you go. You know that shit's wild. Oh. You, oh, you you want to jump right into? All right, we can jump right into that. I don't know. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> Why not? I all mean, right. So get to the juicy topics of all it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh well, the first one, you know, as we were talking about is the, one of the first questions I got was, so, uh, you, what do you, you know, is it true you kill people for money? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, like I was telling him, I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm like, are you, you're kidding me right now. Well then the next one, mind you, and this is coming from the, my ex who is the uh, alleged mother to my child, not with the way she acts, but she ain't white and she's like oh your honor he's a racist he shouldn't have his kid and the judge looked at me and he looked at her and he looked at me and he looked at her and he was like huh he's uh <laughs> yeah just throwing it out there and then she jumped into it with be afraid. oh then she jumped right into the domestic violence so you know Typical. That's pretty typical from what I've I've read and talked to people. I'm not the first person it's happened to. Um, the story she used, ironically, is the same as. So she's adopted. My my ex. Uh, when her adopted dad and adopted mom were getting divorced, it was almost the same story verbatim that her adopted mom used against her adopted dad. And I was talking to him about it after him and I reconnected, and he was like, "You know, that story sounds really familiar. Kind of exactly like the one." Her mom told. So it was, it was funny. It was funny after the fact because it's been disproven and it's still something she's trying to push all over, you know, social media to anyone who will listen. Yeah. Well, so when I got, when we got around to the last hearing, right before I had, you know, one custody, she, she tried that. She got on the stand and my lawyer says, okay, police report. I don't have one. I didn't. I didn't press charges, so I didn't need to file a police report. And he went, no, anytime police mm. involvement is happens, there's a police report. So do you have a police report? Do you have a badge number? No. Who'd you talk to? I don't know. Well, what city did you call? Ludington PD. Okay. So my client lives three hours away. When exactly did this happen? Mm. Uh, okay. And that's, that's where I'm, I'm sitting there like, Yep. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. well, outside of that, my my biological mother called two of my exes, and one of them said, "No, I'm not doing this." The other one called her attorney and said, "If you think I'm getting on the fucking stand in line for your client, you're out of your mind." 
and I'm like, we're talking about like ex-girlfriends saying that. And she was like, yeah, he may, he may have irritated me and we may not have gotten along, but I'm not going to lie for your client. So I'm not showing up to court. So just more, more examples of when you get desperate, especially people like that, they'll say anything, say anything at all. Like, oh, he did this. Oh, he did that. Oh, it's like, it gets to a point where you, you get, I got used to hearing it. It used to stress me out because I'm like, well, I know it's not true, but how do I prove that? Because as the male in this situation, you know, you're going to have to prove everything. Yeah. I watch them say and do things that I can't believe the judge just kind of went. Sorry, bud. And then, oh, she said this. You better prove it. You better prove it right now. So, yeah, one of the one of the doozies was the was the was the domestic violence accusations. It took. I'm looking up like stats of mother bias um, <laughs> courts. Pretty. Oh, no, that's most of Let's them. Let's see if that comes oh, up. Yeah, that's most of them. Yeah. That's why it's so easy for the mother, the mother to get custody of like kids as opposed to the says, Like even if the mom's like an addict or whatever and unfit to take care of a kid, mm-hmm. she can still get custody before the dad. Which is fucked up because then, then they wait for all the damage to be done to the kid and they go, "Oh, we got to take your kid." Yeah, this... or, they, or they blame the dad afterwards. Oh, you weren't there in their life, like right? Like what, like, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, well, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share this too because like. It says it here, like, statistics are frequently cited that suggest around 90% of women are rewarded custody, but also fail to show that 60% of men get custody in contested cases. Yep. So. It's it's wild, man. It's one of those situations where you just kind of got to hold on and hope that, God, you hired a good lawyer and that you didn't do anything stupid that would literally disqualify you as being a, a qualified parent. <laughs> So it's how it's how it be sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like with all this like all these court hearings, all that going on, um the thing that really like I'm interested in and I kinda know a little bit about is like how it is for the kids during divorce and how they can be like used and by a parent or whichever parent or both. Yeah. And like I think the psychological impacts of of that are, I mean they they're it's life altering yeah, in that age. It's damning. Um, I mean I'm a product of divorce. Um, my my mother's been married five times, so we're all my dad's, um, which was her second husband, I think second husband. Um, and she wanted to move out of state after, you know, she kind of burned all of her bridges here in Michigan. She wanted to move out of state, but when my parents split, it was always, Oh, you know, your dad's an asshole. He doesn't want to be here. Well, you're making him pay child support out the ass. So he's at work. Um, obviously he's going to be at work. And then it would be, you know, Oh, you know, your brother's sick, so you're not going to your dad's, or your sister's sick, so you're not going to see your dad. Pretty much anything she could to roadblock us and kind of turn that narrative off of her as being the real issue um, and turn it on my dad. Like, you know, my dad went a long time without talking for a period of time. Um, but when she got us out of state, it was worse. 
uh, when she got us out of state, it pretty much turned into a free for all. Uh, my brother missed time, my sister missed school, but even like outside of that, it was, I have no one to hold me accountable for anything or I have no one to call me on my bullshit. So my brother and sister were getting truancy letters. Um, I was pretty much doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Um, and there was no structure. There was no discipline. There was no, um, encouragement to, you know, Oh, you know, do your homework. You're good in school, blah, blah, blah. For me, it was, I'll play football. I'm gonna play baseball. And after that, I don't give a shit what you, what what you say. And that in a sense, wasn't good for you. Wasn't good either. You know, you have a kid with no structure. You, when you finally do get structure, you're kind of like, man, this shit sucks. Like, why, yeah. why are you telling me how to, why are you trying to tell me that I need to do basic things? Why are you telling me I need to be accountable for this? And that wasn't it. Uh, and then couple that with a bunch of emotional abuse, like, oh, you know, your dad's an asshole. He's not going to ever come down and see you. You moved us nine hours away from him. He works full time. You're taking away his, his spring break visits. You're taking away his summer. So then eventually, you know, my siblings got to the point where I started to see it. My siblings just clung to that and they were so dependent on that that it became unhealthy um what age was this so when i really started to notice it was about seventh eighth grade and my brother's eight years younger than me so he was just elementary i want to say and my sister is two years younger than me so she's she was right behind me in school so elementary yeah. in the middle school late elementary in the middle school um but it led to unhealthy decisions as well as far as like you know, I was always good on like, I, I knew how I wanted to be, but my, you know, my brother and sister, poor hygiene, poor diet. Um, they got to the point where they could, you know, Oh, I don't want to go to school. You don't have to go to school. That's not real. That's not realistic. That's not teaching anybody anything. Um, and it makes you happy. And then having to deal with that shit. Um, my eighth grade year when we moved, I noticed it real bad. She'd been gone for, I think a day or so. And, wasn't wasn't really food and so i said something to her about it because i got to the point where i was getting pissed off i'm like this is ridiculous like you keep saying you're at work but you're gone for all these extra hours and whatever and uh, i said you know what i just looked at her i said you know what fuck this i'm calling dad i'm leaving i'm not staying here with you anymore well to her that was a trigger of because she loves money that was a oh i'm gonna lose child support so we had one of the old phones you know back in the day when you had phones on the wall with cords and shit (laughs) yeah Well, she ripped that hoe off the wall and clocked me in the head with it. And then, and then blamed it on me and said, this is your fault. You know, you, you brought this on yourself. And I was like, all right, bet. Cool. And then it, nothing changed. It just got worse. Um, until it was finally all of a sudden, you know, now it was okay for me to see my dad because what I didn't know at the time is at the end of the summer or the end of the school year, she was sending me away to live with him because she was about to get remarried. So, yeah, so that's, that's where, that's what was taking up her time. That was what was more important than being home with the kids and taking care of the kids and stuff was, was that. And then, um, yeah, even after I walked like the three miles home during, after basketball practice, when it's all cold out and shit, like I didn't bring winter clothes. I'm like, I'm going to school. I'm going to practice. You're going to pick me up. It was somehow, everything was always turned on while you did this to yourself. It was never, oh, you know, Hey. I got late at work. I should have, I should have let somebody know that was one of the biggest things emotionally and mentally that I noticed. And I noticed as I got older, it was, it was always, well, you don't listen to me or, ah, no, this is your fault. 
you should have thought about that before you embarrassed me. Things like that. Just very heavily gaslit things. Like a lot of gaslighting, a lot of um, you need, manipulation. Yeah, live under my thumb or else type of stuff. So. Yeah, I, I can relate to that with my dad. He's very, he's very good manipulator. And like at that age, it's hard to really notice it at all. And you just feel like you're in a fog the whole time. 100%. Basically, I had one time, I had one time where like mom rolls up, stepdad has a video camera. My dad's got our bags at the end of the driveway. This is when we're changing homes, changing houses, whatever, you know, and they record him doing, I don't know what, you know, I was up in my room. My dad said, just stay in your room. And, it was all planned. There's somebody planned something, you know, yeah. to, it was all some bullshit for court. So, oh, it always is. but it was like that kind of stuff. It was like all the time. So it's a very, I eventually like, I eventually like did the whole, I, I was only 12. Like when I turned 13, I got like emancipated or whatever. Nice. So I go to whichever house. Yeah. But which is nice. I got, so I kind of, <sighs> I guess it just, it comes to that point where it becomes so mentally exhausting and that you don't even realize it anymore that you don't notice the other side effects that come with it. The other, like either mental, emotional, or physical side effects that come with dealing with all of that until you do something stupid or the floor falls off from underneath you and you go, oh shit, oops. Yeah. And you like, you definitely find like a, uh, uh, an addiction, some sort of like coping, coping I'm trying to think of a word. Yeah, coping mechanism. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it always comes with that, and it's usually not a healthy one. It's never a healthy one, man. That's <laughs> so, like that shit. Then you got it. Then you got a whole nother thing. Like, after the, the time of divorce is done, then you got a whole nother thing you got to fucking deal with in your life. And it's like, thanks, mom, dad, whoever was, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know. After, but, you just look at it and you go, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's like, I, could, I didn't know. I'm like a kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, well, it, but, it, it brings out a lot of things too. Like the big thing now is everybody wants to be have their kids on medication. But a lot of it just comes down to looking at it as the discipline, the routine, the diet, and then what factors in, influence that, which with me, my daughter was not fed healthy. She was not taken care of the way she should have been. It was a lot of fast food, a lot of, oh, you don't want to eat. You don't have to eat, which I've been reading about recently is, which causes mental illness that causes things that mimic ADHD and ADD and can cause depression and, and because your brain, your brain isn't developed correctly. And when you have, yeah, they yeah. even, no, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah. They even say, uh, like sugar alone causes cancer (laughs) and they there's a fact out there i should pull it up but it's like an average human has 22 grams of sugar a day or something like that it's it's a shitload because they're just not looking no one's gonna look in the ketchup for how much sugar is in the ketchup Uh, Mm -hmm. but it is it's man it's freaking shit's dangerous red dye red dye causes some imbalance that mimics adhd and that's why kids that have, even if they've been diagnosed officially as ADHD, it's it's a thing that you just don't do it. You don't have it in your diet. 
you know, high fructose corn syrup is the same way. Right. That's but instead of having to take the time to find what's healthy for the kid, I ain't going to do that. Oh, here, here's some McDonald's. Here, here's a Coke. I, I picked my daughter up from a pickup one day and she had a liter of Coke in her car seat. And I looked at her and said, why the fuck does my daughter have a liter of Coke in her car seat? Well, she was thirsty. <laughs> How old Three. is she? She's four now. Three years old having Jeez. Coke, though? Yeah. That's a little young for that. I mean, yeah. Pop at all. Well, that, but it's like the best, the, the, the funniest part of it that pissed me off the most is she's sitting there holding the cell phone watching a video while the tablet's taped to the back of the seat and she's watching a video. And I'm like, that's a, that's a whole other topic yeah. there. I mean, but it's like, the same kind of stuff that my mother did, whatever's easiest. And that ain't good for a kid either. Whatever's easier, whatever shuts you up and gets you out of my hair. I'm pretty sure she could have said, oh, you like the taste of that black tar heroin? Here, here you go. Go to your room. Leave me alone. I got to do my thing. Mm. You know, like what, whatever it is, it could have been the dumbest thing. You know, oh, you you want to play with this rock? All right, take it to your room. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's how it was. Was as long as as long as we're not bugging you, it won't be our fault. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then it brings out you who who plays favorites. And in the household of me being the oldest and two siblings, I was never going to be the favorite. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, and it's just more mental stuff to think about. Like, all right, cool. So you accept my brother and sister, but you could give a shit less about me. And I'm like, I'm probably 11, 12 years old going, all right, cool. So I'm going to leave now and I'm going to come back when I want to, because there's really nothing for me here. So. Yeah, so I feel like that's something that happens to the oldest kids. Oh, Yeah. Usually get usually get ignored the most. Oh yeah, or everything's your fault. Yep. yep. When everything goes wrong, it's your fault. But when stuff goes good, yeah. you don't get any you recognition. It. You shouldn't have done that. You should have stepped in to do something. Yeah, because my my little brother and sister are gonna listen to me. You're not mom. You're not dad. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always the oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Or if they're close in your age, they close to your age, they think they're in charge. And I'm like, I'm older. So you're just gonna get all that retaliation, oh, anyways. Yeah. Same thing with the military. Like, if, you, if you're both an E1 or E2, and you're like trying to tell each other what to fucking do, they're gonna go fuck you. No. <laughs> yeah. You're not. You're not my team leader. Yeah. We'll find my team daddy, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Which shit at that point, yeah. depending on where you were at, I know Easton and I know your team daddy could have been E1. <laughs> <laughs> They're typically E fours oh, and all. Oh, okay. Every now and then you had to Every now you had it. Every now and then you had E three, but <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, him, yeah. him and I know some guys that were team leaders that were a temporary E one, E two. No. <laughs> oh, it was good times, and he's just this oh man. You didn't even know what to say half the time. Now it's now it's. Yeah, looking back on it, it's funny. Yeah, but then, living it then, man. I was like, this is really fucking happening. We were really living that. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. We're about to, you're about to lead us on a live fairing. Didn't you just get a DUI this morning? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. That was real life. Yeah. <laughs> what movie was that on? Oh, that was on my real life clip. <laughs> hmm. Man. But I mean, yeah. the worst part, I guess, for me is I have to deal with it from both. I got to deal with it from the, the mother, and I got to deal with it from my mother. So, 
my baby mama ain't been around for a while. Yeah, she disappeared, and she had my mother lying for her and covering for her, saying, oh, yeah, she's calling, she's sending gifts, she's she's involved. Well, now that that went away since I got custody, it took her seven seven months to do it, but now she's like, thinks that she can just say, oh, no, let's, my mom said the same thing, let's put it in a box and forget about it. Let's focus on right now. So you want me to forget that you basically abandoned your daughter for almost three years? But you want to come back and tell me how it's going to go and tell me what I'm going to do for you? It's not my responsibility to make you be a parent. Which then comes the the other part, the social media shit. I was talking to you about the, oh, I'm going to put a bunch of stuff on social media in hopes that it ruins your image, it ruins your career or whatever. Yeah. All right, cool. So now I got to deal with it from both of you? All right. But, like, at least the one thing you showed me, it was, like, so much BS oh, yeah. in there. I mean, the other part of it, too, is, like, if you're dumb enough to to post something like that, so personal and private, that, like, I mean, are people really going to believe that? No, I don't, I don't think, I think people with a <laughs> functioning brain will. But you yeah. have those people that are... They need people to tell them what to do, even if it's another adult. You're going to have those people that are their followers or whatever you want to call them that are going to go, oh, that's just so terrible. And most people are going to go, so which part of that is true? Right. It's just the flip side of the coin. And until, and you're never going to reach those people that are close to her. So, and that's fine. I don't plan on it. If I do, I do. If I don't, it's not going to affect my life because it's like I said before, I've, I've told people before is they can talk all they want. I'm the one that has the proof. I'm the one that has the, the paperwork, the text messages. Cause I was smart enough to save all that stuff. So th- that's all it is at that point is just talk. So I think, so I think like something beneficial would be like kind of telling um, people like how you gained custody and like, just kind of like a breakdown okay. of that story. So, um, my ex and I split up and then I found out she was pregnant, which at first I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little skeptical because she'd faked a pregnancy once her and I had split. There's a whole, that's a whole nother series in itself, bro. I'm telling you. So then I kind of went my own way. Um, and she said, no, I don't want you to do anything like, Basically, she just told me to get back. Like, you're not going to be at anything. You're not going to be a part of anything. I'm going to do this on my own. In this state, it's really hard to argue that, especially without a court order. So I moved back up northern Michigan, and I was going to college, and I was uh, working at the hospital up there. And I got a text from the biological mother's um, dad's, which is basically her stepmom. And she said, hey, you know, your daughter was born. I'm at work. I have no idea that this is happening. I had an estimated delivery day. So like I called my mom because at this point, like her and I were, we weren't on good terms by any stretch of the imagination, but they're nowhere near as bad as they are now. Um, we could at least be in the same room and have a conversation, semi have a conversation. At that point, <clears throat> it yeah. was like, uh, Hey, how's it going? Oh, good. Good. Okay, cool. It was nothing really more yeah. than that. Um, well, then I find out she's in the labor and delivery room. She had no intention of telling me, which I later found out in court. That was their plan was to keep me off the paperwork. So my child's born. Um, I start getting my stuff around. You know, I, I emailed my ex like, hey, like, when can I see the kid? No, you're not. I'm going to do this by myself. 
quarter disc, got it. And so I started getting my stuff around to go to court. And I went to my first hearing. They wanted to do mediation. I'd seen my daughter, I think, a couple times in between there. It was difficult. They did a lot that they could to basically go, oh, he never comes and sees his kid because you don't let me. You say, well, you don't have a court order. You don't have paternity. All that bullshit. So um, I filed for my paternity portion and I sent it. I sent the date to my mom because my ex had pretty much given my, my kid to my mom at that point. Um, I know she, at one point she told her dad, well, I can't afford a kid, but you can afford that 30 pack of beer in the fridge, huh? Got it. Um, she'd done, she'd done a lot of questionable stuff, but that was one of the big ones that stuck out to me was you told your dad you can't afford a kid, but you got a fresh case of beer in the fridge. Um, yeah. so they wanted us to do mediation, mm-hmm. but when I sent the paternity test, um, like I even made it, I made it in the same town as her. So all she had to do was drive eight minutes up the road. Well, we're not available that day. Plus, you don't have a court order. Okay, so you don't want to cooperate with me. Okay, good. Because she'll tell you a lot. Oh, I want I want this for you, and I want you to be, you know, a parent. And then, well, you don't have a court order. Get fucked. Okay, cool. I know where I stand with you. So then I had to go and spend the money to get a court order. She got the paternity done. It's my kid. We went to mediation. At that point, she claimed she hadn't heard from my ex. My ex magically showed up at mediation. Funny how that works, right? Um, not only that, but like the one thing I will say is I was in a financial dispute with my bank that I had my truck through, my loan, my loan for my truck through. Ironically, I was at a wonderful Charlie Company drill. Easton, you know exactly which one I'm talking about for an AT, for AT. Oh. Well, I had, I had auto pay oh, yeah. my bank. It didn't draw my, it didn't draw from my account while well, I'm at AT. So I'm not checking my stuff for two and a half weeks, three weeks. It's yeah. Three, yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, then I get back <laughs> and you know, my first instinct isn't okay. Check your auto pay stuff. So I was in a credit dispute about my, my vehicle and they're like, well, we might have to repossess it if you can. And I'm like, look, I'm trying to work something out with you, but all you keep telling me is I better do this if I don't do that. So that made the assumption to my mother that, oh, he might have a warrant because I'm on military orders and you're trying to show cause me to court over a financial issue, which I never got paperwork for. So legally, I'm not properly served. That's just the law. So I don't know what you're talking about. Right. So she tried to have Charlotte County arrest me on the spot and she was going to pay them or however she was going to work it out. So I would be transferred down to the county that I used to live in, which I was in the dispute process. So they couldn't arrest me anyways. Nothing, nothing was being held yeah. in my head. So I did have a failure to appear, but it wasn't for anything major. It was, I never got the paperwork. I have an idea on what happened to that yeah. paperwork. And I think based on what you know about my mother so far, I think, you know, what happened to that paperwork. So yeah. then we went to court. Uh, I heard all the drama. That's when I heard the domestic violence stuff for the first time. The, oh, you know, he can't have his kid, his kids mixed race kid, but he's a racist. Again, one of those things that I'm just like, Your Honor, you can't be taking this bullshit seriously. And then, uh, you know, I heard all the, the you kill people for money stuff. And I, I heard it all at that point. So they kind of had played their hand. And I ended up getting one week in a month. Um, and I had to give 14 days notice. Well, even that wasn't enforced. Um, two of the best times I can think of is uh, I was working as a medic in the ER in Sheboygan. And we had someone out 
for they had a they had a procedure done. I said, look, I'm not, I don't know what my days are going to look like, but I'm giving you a heads up now. This is the weekend I want, but I probably won't give you 14 days notice. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. You're not seeing your daughter. You didn't give me 12 days. You did. You gave me 12 days notice, not 14 days notice. That was the shit that I dealt with constantly. It was always playing playing to the court order. Well, the court order says this. Well, the court order says that. Um, and recently, she just misquoted the court order to me, which was hilarious. So, um, <clears throat> and it's like it's only one week in a month. Like, yeah, but outside <laughs> of that, she wasn't going to give up anything. And then she would call the friend of the court, "Hey, um, what? Where, where's he working at? What's he making an hour?" She just wanted more money. And yeah. so I did my deployment with the one two six. Came back, hired a better lawyer. Um, if, well, when I came back, she's like, oh, I'm going to have an open door policy. You can have your daughter, blah, 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 blah. No, I could have, I could go see my daughter at her house under her supervision. Not whenever I wanted, when it was convenient for her. Um, you know, shit like that. Tried to work things out, tried to play nice, but it, it didn't go anywhere. It became very apparent. Like at the, at that point, like my daughter's going on three years old. She still has a pacifier. It was anything to do. And she was... Not only that, but what I found out when I saw, when I took her to a, to see a specialist, she was behind in speech. She was behind in development. She was obsessed with the tablet to the point of if she didn't have a tablet, it was a, it was a freaking tantrum because they let her carry one around the house watching TV all day long. Um, and there was just things that I was, was seeing that wasn't right. You know, she was missing a ton of school. She's in school Monday and Wednesday for four hours from eight to noon. You can't get her to school on time and you can't get her to school. She was in school 26% of the time. So then I was like, all right, you know, fuck this. Like I hired a better lawyer. We went back to court. I had a lawyer that knew the law that was very educational on the law to me and to the court system. I got in, I had a good relationship with my friend at the court case managers. They were fantastic. Um, they were helpful and I ended up getting full soul and legal. So three years later and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars later, here we are. Um, and it's not over. <laughs> it's not over. Yeah. Jeez. So that's kind of the short version it's of how like, that came about. So like this is what this is what fathers go through. Oh, yeah. To to get the the same treatment that a woman will or mm-hmm. a mother will get. Yeah. So. But like, she doesn't even come out of out of pocket for her freaking cost for uh, lawyers. Right. Um, I found out one of the judges that sat on the board was previously an attorney and I knew him. Uh, he was my mother's attorney during my dad's divorce and custody. And she still owes him like 30 G's. And I saw her run out of the building when he walked out of the circuit court area. (laughs) Well, you know, and it just, it's it's not even that, but like it, it became, I wasn't even fighting my ex anymore. I was fighting my own mother. Like I fought my ex for yeah half of a court hearing. And it just, she kept going, as long as she doesn't have her, as long as she stays right there, I'm okay with it. She doesn't want custody. She doesn't want responsibility. She doesn't want any of that. She just doesn't want me to have her. And it got to be stupid. So I'm paying my mother child support. She's using my daughter's apartment. It was a lot of the same stuff I saw when I was a kid. Oh, she doesn't feel good. She's sick. But then she tells me, well, I never took her to the doctor. She was never sick. Well, I have a medical record right here that says otherwise. And it says that you're calling you calling yourself her mother. 
care to elaborate on that? Well, it was only one time and it was the nurse practitioner that messed it up. And I'm like scrolling through my phone in front of her. I'm like, there's the doctor. There's the doctor. You called your husband, her father. I'm the father. But you have all this stuff in here as you're the mother. You care to elaborate on that? Yeah, shit like that, man. She she told me that my lawyer said it was okay for her to go to my daughter's new school and say, just show up. She told the school director, well, I'm her mother. I want to see the school. School, the director called me and said, hey, just so you know, this just happened. And I'm like, I'm at work. So I'm like, sick. And you guys let him in. Sick. Yeah. Awesome. But that was, That's great. you know, when I brought that up to her, she said, what do you think? I'm stupid enough to tell the school that, that I'm her mother. And I looked at her and said, yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at now now she i don't know it's it's just it's to the point now where it's just it's drawn out um my daughter hadn't seen them in a while she was transitioning to the school being on a schedule a little bit of normality and then she wanted yeah. to go back for grandparenting time she wanted like one weekend a month and holidays or something like that like some parenting time bullshit and so she ended up getting one Sunday for eight hours, every odd numbered month of the year. That's what the proposed settlement was on. And my daughter came back and everything that I've spent the last seven months working on has been just completely undone. It's not fair to my child. Uh, so when I got her, like I said, speech development, all that was behind. They recommended speech pathology, all that shit. And then I, I just found out it was from a lack of socialization and a lack of discipline. Like she ran the household over there. She could do whatever she wanted. She could say whatever she wanted. They would encourage bad behavior. Like throwing yourself down on the ground is funny. Hitting is funny. You know, talking like a baby, not developing the speech and anything like that. All that shit was funny, which it, it has mentally affected my child. And yeah, she didn't want to go to the visit in the first place. And she was very vocal about that. Um, and they, they don't care. They're going to push it. And then my daughter comes back and I think she slept maybe four hours on a school night. Didn't want to, couldn't sleep, was just a wreck. And then it's been like that for the last week since I got her, since I had her back. And that was an eight hour visit. And they're, oh, eight hours isn't going to affect her. Eight hours isn't going to affect her. And I just looked at my lawyer and said, you don't know what kind of fucking manipulative woman you're, you're dealing with. You have no idea who you're dealing with. She is manipulative. She's narcissistic. She's done this for years and years and years. She knows the loopholes. She knows how to how to basically emotionally and, and mentally abuse a kid and try to make you dependent on her without even realizing that it's happening. And I was like, I know because I lived through it. <laughs> I watched my brother and sister go through it. My sister yeah. is still attached to her at the hip despite everything she has done to her. It's sad, man. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's so sad. And I know I don't have the worst. I don't know have the worst story yep. out there. I know that. That's the part that pisses me off even more. Is there's people that, especially dads, that have it worse than I do. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like though I kind of related to like there's always a mom or a grandma or someone a mom involved in someone's divorce, and it's not. The thing is, is like it's not between the mom and the daughter and you know it's just between you and her it's like i feel like that's where there's a major flaw in the court system too like they yeah. maybe i don't know as far as if, having third parties involved that aren't that exactly shouldn't be involved. but not only that but it's 
they were so quick to, you know, when I was denied parenting time, they were so quick to rush through my show cause. No, you're taking away my, my time, my legal right. That you're the ones that granted to me. How's that right? Yeah. You know, how, how can, and now she, ha- I, since I have all of the custody to her, she feels like she has no control. And she told me during the drop off, cause I said, your fucking shit's done. Stop plotting behind my back with my ex or her mom or whatever. Like act like a fucking grandparent. That's all you had to do. I told you that from the beginning when she made this big speech to me about, well, how do we move forward? You know, how do, how do I show you that I'm going to be a grandparent? Well, turning around and filing behind the court ain't the right way to do it. Um, not trying to fix anything between no. you and I, and then telling me, looking me in the face and saying, I never did anything wrong to you. I don't know why you're mad at me. You got no idea? Oh, okay. Cool. So you no. don't want to, you don't, you're, you're giving me lip service right now. You're not, you're not being realistic on anything. Right. Exactly. It's shown. just, uh, what, what do I get to say for you to try to believe what I'm saying is honest? Uh, good luck with that. Cause you're full of shit. And then she told me during the drop off, yeah. no one tells me, I, no one tells me what to do. No one controls me. Well, when it comes to my daughter, you're going to listen to my guidelines. I don't give a shit if you like them or not. Cause it's what's in the best interest for her. I don't care if you like it. And then she tried to say, well, the court order said, so everything that she said that I made up, I put in a text message and sent to her no response. And the court order said nothing about her yeah. discretion. So her bullshit about, well, I didn't feel like you were happy. It was comfortable for you to have a weekend with your daughter. Well, it's not up to you. You're not a professional. So. Stupid shit like that. So, friggin' story's wild, man. I mean, like, I give you props for still getting after it and taking care of your kid and everything, like, with all that going on and still going on, you know? It's wild. It's a a roller coaster. Yeah. It's, and and that's like, that's mild, man. I didn't even not even close to scratching the surface on some of the shit that happened behind doors and it's yeah oh man yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad oh that's not even the best part the best part is when she tried to use my dad and my stepmom to convince me to adopt that she that i should let her adopt my daughter and when i told her no when i told her no she still <laughs> filed the court hearing so i had to take a day i had to take a day off oh, of work great. to drive to another county an hour and a half away to go in front of a judge and tell him the same shit that I already told her. Jesus. Yeah. Shit like that, that you're just like, and then just right, wasting your time. time like, and then really? she's like, well, if you don't want to do the adoption, will you share yeah. custody with me? No. No. No, you don't want that. Any part of that. And you can not from someone that damn toxic. Yeah, yeah. Dude, no, that just sounds horrible. It's it's insane. But I mean, it's like, it's, it's someone that's never been held accountable for anything. They don't believe they've ever done anything wrong, which is why a lot of people with like the narcissistic personalities, they never seek help. You know, that's one, another thing I've been reading a lot on is they don't seek help because they don't think there's nothing wrong with them. They, they exactly like she said, I did no wrong to you. She truly believes that, you know, and then that's passed on and it's like, I don't, I don't want to pass that shit on to my kid. I don't even want to be like that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. That you, thank God you realize that shit. I mean, yeah, but I mean, in all honesty, going to live with my so, dad was probably the thing that saved my life. Cause I'd probably be dead or I'd probably be in prison. 
you know? I mean, she yeah. put us on. She put I us can't on imagine. Nobody, no family, nothing. So. And then, like, the one, I don't think the, the one thing we didn't cover was, like, the effects of fathers and suicide, basically. Like, I mean. Yeah. Well. What did like, you say? It was, like, 34%. If you're a father likely. going through custody battles, especially with a divorce, and it's a rough one, it's, like, a 28% increase to the already high suicide rate that fathers are going to commit suicide. And then yeah. men in general, yeah. I'm assuming. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and it's already an extremely high number. Because what? It's your, is it your freaking 100 times more likely as a male to commit suicide than a female? Something like that. Something It's something large like that. I know it's a big number that you you look at and you go, ooh, we should probably, probably get a handle on that. But I think that's just because a lot of people don't want to talk about their shit. Yeah, it says males make up 49% of the population, 80% 80%, of suicides. 85 and older have the highest rates, apparently. This is the CDC, though. So that's like 8.5? They made that (laughs) 8.5%. How many times have they lied to us in the past three years? Uh, We, every day? Yeah. Wait, you're supposed to yeah, be a professional so organization? A so you can't get your shit I'm straight? Second one. Yeah. So three to four times more often than females. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they look at it like, oh. why should I have to hear your bullshit? But that goes to exactly what we were talking about. That adds into exactly what we were talking about. What that, what that girl was talking about yesterday. About men don't leave women. Women leave men. Oh, yeah, about how the chick yep. said that if uh, all men disappeared off the earth, women yep. would pretty much die. And if all females yeah. disappeared, men would thrive outside 100%. of, like, you know, reproducing, which is right. factual. It's wild. And hearing it from a woman is even more like, whoa, we should probably pay attention to this. Because you don't hear a lot of people that, especially, like, a lot of women that are open about that kind of thing. Because they get attacked for it. But I don't think she yeah. really cares. She had some really good statistics to go with that. So where can uh where like if if I get a bunch of views here, where can uh, like a father find your book? Your little man, I've got it on Smashwords. I've got it on Barnes and Noble. Um, I've got it on those are the biggest ones. Barnes and Noble and Smashwords. Um, yeah, those are the biggest ones. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'll like I'll get yeah. links from you and I'll put I'm them in still, here. It's still getting I'm added to some of them. Some of them have an extremely long wait time, but. It's short. It's to the point. I put okay. somewhat of a checklist in the back of it just to, you know, you may read through it and go, ah, I don't remember where I read it. And even though it's not long, let's be honest, especially if you're a guy, you don't want to read back all through that and go, shit, I can't figure it out. I'll just go to this. So I just tried to make it a quick, a quick reference. So Yeah, no, that's going to be excellent. I think it's going to take that's off old. too. So it, it started that's to cool. right out the gate and then, yeah. you know, just kind of a couple here and then nothing. And, you know, it does, when it does, it does. So. Right. Yeah. Same here. Just yeah, keeping at it. The big thing that blew up though was, <laughs> so. was TikTok. So, but just. Oh yeah. Being able to get it out there, I think was the biggest thing. Cause at first I'm like, uh, I'm not doing any of that. Like I'm not, I don't, 
I don't want to go on a public forum and talk about my life, man. Like that was, that was difficult for me. Yeah. Um, the, my daughter's grandmother was like, Nope, we're doing a GoFundMe. Like you're going to have legal bills. You already have legal bills. And even that, like me, even telling anybody that was like pulling freaking teeth out of my head. Cause I've always been so independent on stuff that it was, it was like that. All right. You mm-hmm. got to take a step forward. You got to, got to grow up here a little bit you got to evolve here a little bit so time comes man you know oh yeah just, yeah you just kind of <laughs> swallow your pride a little bit and deal with it yeah that situation yeah <laughs> and hope to god you don't lose your <laughs> shit in the process because yeah yeah don't lose your shit there's been a couple times where i'm just i'm laying in so, bed at night and i'm like feel like I'm a fucking Jerry Springer show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably could get on yeah, there right? if you wanted. <laughs> no, you're not. Sorry, wrong. but yeah. thinking about Judge Judy. Yeah. <laughs> Judge Judy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's the way to what go. What happened to Judge Joe Brown? I'm right. like, hey, I'd, I'd love to see hey. him yell at somebody. That's... Yeah, that's For real. That's like the. Real. The surface of my ice cream Sunday life that I've been living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 